I love mysteries, you know, like someone gets killed and you're not sure who does it and that kind of crap. People, I'm sure, are sick of it, but that's kind of what I love. I think they're sick of it because they're not creative anymore. They're not as good as they should be or could be or whatever. But that's where I would go. I do have an idea for a screenplay or a pilot for something like that for a show that I've been working on. And I've got it kind of written out of how I would do it. Basically, it's a a police chief and a um, defense attorney working together. And what the defense attorney does is the police chief calls him whenever he gets a guy that's a really bad guy, but they think they're going to get off. He gets a hold of this attorney and has him work with him. He works with him to get him off, and then they kill him. That's the thing. So they keep him out of jail because they don't want him to go into jail because he could, you know, live and get out in 20 years. Instead, they hire this really good attorney, the guy that's in on it. (laughs) He takes his case, gets him off, and then they kill him. And they just kind of do that with high-profile, really bad people. Almost like, remember that show called The the Equalizer or Dexter Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Except it's a cop, a high-level cop, and a big-time Jeffrey Figer-type attorney, you know. Would you be one of the characters? I'd like to be the attorney, but yeah, I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. Do they both murder that? I think they do it together, yeah. they you know Either one of them or the other one or both of them or however it's going to work out. They plan it. might be easier for the attorney to do this guy, but the cop would have to do the other guy maybe or something. Because they both would have to be committed. They both have to do the killing together so they wouldn't be able to uh, squeal on one another. Is one of them female? Are they like a married couple maybe? I hadn't thought of it that way, no, no, but that – that could be something too, but no, I had them just as two, you know, cop guys. But a, a female might be good because no one would suspect something like that. Good idea. Yeah, you could get that whole like Mister and Mrs. Smith thing going yeah. on there. Yeah, That'd be pretty cool. And it, one of those deals where like, like you know, in normal life they look like very unassuming, and then maybe you go to their house and they've got this crazy setup where they've got you know rooms with guns or whatever it might be, or you know, like a Iron Man type yes. Stark, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, like so you're thinking type. really high tech. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So they're high-tech serial killers who yeah. mess with the legal system because they want to murder people. Yeah, because but they want But they're wanna, good. Yeah, yeah. They want to get rid of people that they know could come back and harm other people because our system is a little bit flawed where people can get off that are guilty. So what they do is they make sure the guy is the guy, first of all. The cop makes sure that he's the killer. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. Then he goes on trial, and it's looking like he's going to get off. So this guy gets involved, the new attorney, to make sure he gets off, and then... From there, I guess it would be just, just the, the murder. So are you picturing this more like a drama type thing, or is it like a thriller, or is it like a comedy? I don't see a lot of comedy in it, but I think comedy's in everything, Brian. And and so there would oh, be... Oh, for sure. Yeah, there would be some of that in there, but I think it'd be more... And as far as like when it took place, I would think it'd be either now or in a, the near future, you know? Um, maybe it could be a, you know set in 20 years from now, something like that, because that way you can always add some cool shit mm-hmm. that isn't here now that you can make up and bring into the series where like, whoa, you know, look at that, you know. So I always kind of like that aspect of stuff that's made in the future where they can have stuff that you really don't have now. Just make it up and and it's there. I was watching um, iRobot not too long ago, which was one of my favorite movies. And it took place in like 2060, something like that. And it's funny because I thought at one point one of the main characters wasn't Will Smith, but the other one had a cell phone and he hands it to a guy and his cell phone's like this big. Because it was back in the time where they thought cell phones were getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So by 2060, they'd be like, you know, tiny little things. No one realized they're going to be getting bigger versus smaller. Have you thought about like the pilot episode, like how they would actually kill the guy? The pilot episode would be a lot about their backstories and the two guys meeting. And I think a bad guy would get off mm-hmm. and they would get together afterwards and go, you know, this has got to stop. You know, this guy, we all know he's guilty. You know, well, and that's kind of how the, 
pilot episode would be, mm-hmm. and then both of them would decide in a private meeting that, you know, why don't we do something about this? The guy's off. We know where he's at. He's the mob boss or a gang guy or something like that, and they can find him, and then they plot, and they take him out. Do they uh, become rich? Like, if some of the people they're killing have, like, suitcases full of cash, do they not take the cash? Well, the attorneys, like... Um, the Iron Man type guy, he's loaded. So he needs nothing. The cop has got a good position too. He's a police chief. So I would think any money that they did get would secretly be donated to a fund that they maybe work with, with children or something like that, you know. Or maybe um, that's how they afford all the high-tech murder yeah, yeah, he's, weapons. Well, the, the attorney's, in my mind, is an older guy, at least like 60, who's been doing it for 40 years. And so he's amassed a ton of money because he's a you know he was really good at his job and so all he does now is take cases pro bono because he doesn't really need the money he'll take high profile cases just you know for free type of thing so this is why it would work good for him because he doesn't need anything he doesn't he doesn't want for money at all the only thing is now that that we're talking about this they would have to have a way to dispose of these bodies you know they'd have to have a a, another guy maybe like a a guy at a funeral parlor or something that can burn them you know so they cannibal yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they may need to get another guy involved, so there might be a third guy that, you know, they back up to his place at night and he pulls the body out and burns it. And, you know, the end of each scene could be smoke coming out of a stack knowing that <laughs> this guy's gone or something, you know. If you're disposing of all the worst criminals, then prison might feel a lot safer. That's another aspect mm-hmm. is criminals can start going, you know, what what happened to Joe Blow? I thought he got off, you know, now he's missing. Where is he type of thing? And I haven't been prison raped in like right, two months. Right. And the word might this get out great. amongst criminals like, what's what's happening to these bad guys? They're disappearing, you know. Didn't like the prison rape joke, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I might have talked over it maybe. I, I didn't hear you say I haven't been raped in prison for a while. So, yeah. Actually, they wouldn't have been in prison. You know what I mean? Well, I'm talking about low-level criminals oh, just talking yeah. amongst themselves. Yeah. But then the problem with that is if prison isn't scary, then maybe there'll be less incentive for them to not commit crimes. I think prison will always be scary. I don't think it'll change that aspect at all. All it will do is um, keep the worst guys that are probably going to get off anyway because the really bad guys have a lot of money. You know, if you're mixed up with the mob and you're a you know, high-up, high-level type of guy, you, you know, you've got so much money. That's the only conflict right there is why would they need this attorney? You know, that's the th- something I would have to deal with. Maybe there could be a judge involved and somehow would assign the case to this guy, this attorney. And people wouldn't figure out that this that's, attorney's last 20 clients were all murdered. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> he's constantly got other clients as well. He's got clients that he's losing purposely just so it looks like he doesn't win every case. You know, like part of the show is he's working on another case at the same time as he's working on this one. So that way it doesn't look like all he's doing is uh, these one, you know, one case at a time type thing. Plus, he's the head of a huge firm, and there's a lot of other attorneys there and stuff. And he's got this iron suit that he puts on at night and goes around. (laughs) No, just kidding. Do you dream about murdering people who wrong you, like who cut you off in the street? (laughs) I do. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. I don't dream about it, but I fantasize about it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) uh, Only the worst ones, though. Not like it just cut me off. No, that's not a big deal. I can live with that. But cut me off twice, then then, then you're going into the fantasy death (laughs) <laughs> scene in my head yeah car rolling over the ditch and going down or whatever but i'll make sure i don't cut you off when we <laughs> i've never acted out on it show no it's just like anybody else i'm sure they get a little you know heated when someone does something bad to them on the road 
There is a thing like there's a podcast, My Favorite Murder, and there's a little more in culture and acceptance of admitting that you fantasize about really dark things and that you are interested in really dark topics. Right. Which seems weird because the rest of culture is so uptight, PC. So it's almost like a weird opposite of that. I think about that when I think about a guy like Quentin Tarantino that that creates these movies that are just so insanely crazy, scary, twisted, weird. I mean, that's him, right? I mean, that's what he's (laughs) thinking. And he's not afraid to even put it down on paper and turn it into a film. And everyone's going, dude, this came out of your head? And he's like, yeah, you know, right? I mean, that's kind of what you're saying, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if the PC culture, it's like bottling people up and then they explode and they either go, Trump, or they go, my favorite murder. <laughs> yep. So there's a weird opposite reaction going on in culture right now. Yeah, the, there is a lot of stifled emotion because of the PC, you know, movement or whatever. I know a lot of people that are, obviously because I'm older maybe, you know, that, that hate that, you know, that you can't say what you... And these people aren't like right-wing Nazi, you know, whatever. They're just normal people that like, they've been saying things a certain way for a long time and now all of a sudden it's bad, you know. So they're like, what, what, what happened? You know, what, what, you know, but it's generally people that are older or my age or even older than me that just like, I don't get it. Why is this bad all of a sudden, you know? And I'm like, well, this is why, you know. You yeah, I think it. most people can tell. Even if you say the wrong thing, they can tell what your intentions are. Yeah. But there's enough people nowadays that don't care what your intentions are. They just want to yell at you. Yeah. And I don't like that. No. I don't want to get into a cultural rant. Right. So anything else? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. Great concept. Thanks. Thanks. I'm comedian Ron Rigby. I'm Andre Bellis. My name is Brian Harrison. I'm your host, Tom Walma. This is Creativity Wasted. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. You can get uncut episodes, early access to episodes, notes about the ideas, and bonus stuff like that. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Thanks for listening.